0: I say this all the time. Being associated with ECIA, for me, has been really good. Clearly, the networking side, that goes it up. But the reality is that ECIA is only as good as those participating in the organization make it. So it's up to us to create an agenda and push it forward. It's up to us to, to drive out of the organization what we need for the industry. And I've seen a lot of meaningful dialogue in the time that I've been And I'd like to think that we're pushing forward some things that are important. But if you are out there and you feel that we've missed the boat, become part of the dialogue. Get involved, support the effort, and support our industry. Because in the end, it's only gonna make it better. So the more voices we have, I think the, the better it'll get. Connect, influence, optimize. You're listening to The Channel Channel, A podcast for executives and others involved in the authorized sale of electronic components. Brought to you by the ECIA, the Electronic Component Industry Association. Working to promote and improve the authorized distribution channel.
1: Welcome to the Channel Channel. This is David Loftus, CEO of ECIA and host of this session of the Channel Channel a podcast sponsored by the Electronic Components Industry Association, covering topics that are important for the participants of the electronic supply chain. I'm very pleased to be joined today by Rob Kirch, VP of Global Distribution for Vichy. Rob is also chair of our ECIA Manufacturers Council and a member of our ECIA Board of Directors. Welcome, Rob. Hey, thanks a lot, Dave. Good to be with you. Hey, uh, hope you and your family are staying safe. This is certainly an incredibly unique time in the electronics industry and uh, the the world as a whole. How's that affecting you? You know, I'm
0: I'm in New York, and uh, from a COVID perspective, things have improved dramatically from where they were back in March, April, and May. Our numbers have all moved in the right direction, and as a result, we are currently in what they call phase three, reopening. Phase three now include restaurants, and my wife and I and my daughter and her boyfriend actually had dinner in a restaurant for the first time a week ago, For the first time probably since, I guess, January. Um, Spas are open, as well as, you know, other entertainment activities. Gyms have not yet resumed, but hopefully soon they will. So from a COVID perspective, things have improved dramatically from where we were. Unfortunately, New York is an area that we're still dealing with a lot of the civil unrest. Right now, no one seems to have the right answer and hopefully uh, we'll be able to get that one, that ship righted as well.
1: I I hope so too. The world has certainly heard a lot from the governor and the mayor of of New York. Uh, It's good to hear that things are progressing there. Hey, so um, we last interviewed you in December 19 by my friend and predecessor, Bill Bradford. So uh, we wanted to give everyone in the membership an update on Rob and the council's activities since the last discussion. So it's been, what, about seven or eight months now? And last time we learned a lot about your career. Uh, You mentioned being a native New Yorker, uh, your schooling uh, up in Binghamton, uh, your great career, including stops at Future Fairchild and now Vichay. Uh, I guess this time I would ask you. Maybe you can share a fun fact about yourself outside of your professional life.
0: Okay. Well, I, I mean, I guess I would. I would always start with my family. Uh, I would say that I'm a. I'm a dedicated family man. If there ever was one, uh, everything I do tends to be for them. Um, that uh, I would say that I also. I have a. Uh, uh, I, I enjoy health and fitness, right? So I, I tend to be one to try and, you know, hit the gym and and you know eat smart and and do things that uh, you know are going to make me feel good for a long period of time. And then uh, I guess the last thing I'll I'll give you is that uh, I'm an avid cooker. So uh, okay. cooking is a passion, and it kind of ties in with the health and fitness. I, I like cooking, and I like cooking smart. So uh-huh. um, so I would say that right so, uh family so man have cooker
1: and really into health and so, so what's your specialty cooking
0: well i uh, you know my last name is kirch uh and you wouldn't know it from the sound of it but i am italian so and i grew up uh primarily on the italian side of the family so i tend to do a, a lot of uh italian and mediterranean cooking um so but i try and explore honestly i do try and explore with a lot of things whether it's uh Latin dishes, Mexican dishes, Asian dishes. I, I really do try and explore uh, in terms of from a cooking perspective. So uh, I, I, I enjoyed a lot and I and have done a ton of cooking since this whole thing started. And I think this is going to be one of my uh, the year that I've probably uh, uh, discovered more, you know, dishes that I've created than uh, than ever. Uh, I just You know, you've really gotten to spend some time uh, close to the people that are important to you.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, So next time I'm in New York, I'll be expecting my invitation to the. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. (laughs) So, Rob, you shared last time that your favorite word is team, which is obviously a great help with your role as chair of our Manufacturers Council. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience so far as chairman of the council?
0: Yeah, well, you know, Dave, I'll start with the word team. Uh, team is important to me. I use it quite a bit. Whether I'm on a call with a group of people, I I tend to address it as team. Or if I'm addressing a group of people in an email, uh, oftentimes I start with the word team. It's how I've done my whole career is to try and extract from others in a team-like effort to try and be as best as you can. So when I took over the chair for Uh, the Supplier Council, I had no experience with ECIA whatsoever. Bill and Jeff came to me at my first meeting, and they asked me if I would want to chair the Supplier Council, and I agreed, and then shortly after that they asked me if I'd like to be a board member of ECIA, to which I agreed. So I had very little experience. I leaned on the likes of Jeff Thompson and Mark Shiring and people like that who had experience with ECIA, but You know, having gone into this blind, it kind of helped me in that I got to chart my own course a little bit and do things my way, which was fun, as well as hopefully inviting to others because I do try and pull in inputs from everybody. So for me, I tend to be very operational in my career. So most of the things that I've kind of focused on early on as the chair of the council Probably are on that operational side, but because we have such a diverse group of individuals, we really tend to cover a lot of different topics. as the council never has a shortage of opinions, and, and a lot of people have a lot of things that they want to bounce off of others and, and you know, uh, understand uh, what the opinions are of their peer group
1: yeah I think that's a tremendous value of of council involvement, but really a, a great advantage of membership in ecia in general I guess over the uh, th- that time you've also brought some great new members aboard the council. Uh, would you like to share a bit about them?
0: Yeah, yeah I would um so a uh, few months back uh, we brought on Robert derringer um, of Cruze. Uh Rob runs uh He's the director of global channel uh for them uh they are a passive uh supplier and Robert's been a real um outspoken uh member of the council, which is really really good uh he has uh, he's he's offered a lot of of good opinions and and stepped up and and really supported efforts um on different projects. So uh, Rob's been really uh, a real good member, uh, team member. Uh, We also just recently brought on Mick Milcock of TE. Uh, Mick runs distribution for TE uh, out of Austin, um, but he's originally from Europe. Uh, Mick is good in that he has spent some time on the supplier side, but he's also had some experience as a customer as well as he has. Um, he worked at Foxconn in his prior life. So uh, Mick really gives us a nice blend of supplier and OEM experience. And then the last person we just brought on, and, and this is a real new addition, and that is David Kirk of Murata. Uh, so David runs um, Americas for Murata. So he's a busy guy. Uh, he's been doing that for, Nine ten years, it looks like, and he really offers us a nice perspective on things, a nice high-level perspective on things. So those are our three uh, most recent members to the council.
1: Great. Thanks, Rob. Uh, and you guys have been advancing several initiatives within the council and really across the membership across the committees and, uh, and, and with the board. You want to talk a bit about that? Sure, sure. So as I I
0: mentioned in my career, I tend to be operational. So I tend to look at things from an operational perspective. And um, so I I would say the first initiative um, was one that we started a while back um, and it's a Texas A&M study. Um, Texas A&M had done a study for ECIA years ago, um, looking at um, the value of distribution in, the supply chain and in the business. And we're looking to kind of do a refresh on that um, that study. Uh, so we, uh, Texas A&M has presented to us uh, what they can, um, what they could do. We have put this on hold, uh, I would say temporarily as a result of COVID, um, because there's gonna be a lot of interviews and stuff of that nature. So. I, I would anticipate the latter part of the year that we'll probably get some approval for this study and we'll be able to move forward with the Texas A and M uh effort.
1: Yeah, I think that's a schedule to be reevaluated at our October board meeting.
0: Yes. Um another thing that we're trying to do is um, you know, we're all looking at market share to try and understand whether or not our strategies are working, right? Um, and specifically POS-based market share. So um, in Q1, we started an effort to build out a DTAM uh, reporting structure, uh, market share reporting structure, that is. Um, And we did a beta on discrete products. So we went to uh, a lot of discrete suppliers. We have a third-party vault system that will, um, receive the data. So uh, su- suppliers' data will not be shared. Um, and then so what it's it'll anonymous. do is.
1: It's, anon- it's anonymous.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, and then um, what you'll get is you'll get your data plus the full data set. And you'll be able to have a sense of your market share, uh, your percent of the, of the total market. So, um, I think it's a really good effort. And it's something that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, there have been similar, um, similar reporting uh, in, our, in our industry, um, but nothing as detailed as what we're going to do. So uh, we are supposed to deliver the discrete market share uh, this, this quarter. Hopefully by the mid of this quarter, we will have our first report out. Um, we are going to look to expand that in connectors, as well as um, analog ICs, and from there we'll expand it into uh, all facets of the business. So we're really looking forward to that one. Um, really give you a bellwether sense as to what you're to see if what you're doing is is working out. So that's the, the second one. Uh, the third is. Um, is the DREG or design registration analysis that we're doing. So um, periodically, ECIA has taken a look at design rich for a variety of reasons, and we're going to re-up on that this year. And we're going to look to see, um, we're going to look at uh, at design registration. We're going to try and understand what is, or what would be considered best in class right? And best in class uh, has to really be defined as probably semiconductor as well as passive electromechanical, because the programs seem to differ. As a supplier who plays on both sides, I see how they differ, and and therefore we're going to try and present uh, two scenarios. And then from there, we're going to, after we have a sense as to what is meant by a best in class program. Um, we're going to take a look at the future of Design Range and where is the future going? There's, there's so many technologies that are um, becoming more and more important in our industry, right? Um, some are, are there today, right? So uh, things, you know, whether it's blogs and blogs and uh, different communities and how those are influencing design, to things that haven't really started to influence design, but probably will, like blockchain down the road, um, or have the potential to uh, uh, influence design. So um, the the second part of the DREG uh, project will really be a blank slate and offer the team the opportunity to look at the future and say, Where is design reg going? So those are three projects that we have today that I would say are um, the ones that we spent the most time in the last year and a half. Um, (laughs) We do, though, it's important to note that there has been a lot of dialogue on other things. Um, Things like tariffs and things like COVID and how COVID has affected different aspects of the business. So um, it's important to know that, whereas those may not be initiatives, those are very important dialogues that at the time they're happening are as critical to the supplier uh, council as anything we're doing in d Rich.
1: That's super. Yeah, and I know that you've been working really closely with the other councils, and also the committees within ECIA, uh, namely Don Alerio, who's VP of the GIPC, our Global Industry Practices Committee, uh, Dale Ford, our Chief Analyst, as you mentioned with DTM. Uh, really is a, a, a team effort, going back to your word team. Uh, it, it's really encouraging to see so many members that are, are, are so willing to be able to contribute their time and expertise to all of these issues that, uh, that, that, that we need to be able to improve for the efficiency of our industry.
0: You know, just to pick up on that point, right? Because I'd like to talk a little bit about both of those guys. So first, um, Don, Don Ilario, you know, VP of the GIPC is the person who I've been working with on the DREG program, right? And uh, Don's got a lot of years experience in, in our business, and um, he's, he's had a lot of years experience on the operational side. So um, Don and I obviously get along pretty well. Um, he's done a really good job of putting this, this team together, right? He, um, it's, got, it's got inclusion from suppliers and suppliers of all types, right, whether it's High-end analog, um, you know, some really uh, high-powered discrete guys. Uh, It's got passive electromechanical um, suppliers on it, and it has distributors on it. Um, It has distributors who are um, very focused on demand creation. It has distributors that are very focused on the operations. Um, It has the inputs of the rep community. Uh, to help try and tie it all together, right? And Don's done a really good job of pulling these, these people together, working with them and leading them in this project. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this project because I think um, it, it could really be uh, a fun find, so to speak. Um, and as important as understanding how you relate to a best-in-class um, program might look. It's really going to be interesting to see what they come up with in phase two, uh, the future direction. So you know, that's you know how I've been working with Don and 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 how important he's been to to the supplier council. On on the other side, there's Dale. So you know, Dale came to us and uh, you know he's a bit of a data geek and 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 I like that about him because. I, you know, I've never seen a data set that I didn't really like. So um, he and I have collaborat- collaborated a lot on this DTAM project. And, um, you know, just trying to, to get it off the ground and, and trying to use his skill set and understanding as an analyst and how that uh, impacts and or can impact this project. And then getting the right people at the supplier community uh, together to, to make sure we get all the data that's required, right? And, and Dale's been critical in leading that effort. Um, he, uh, he, like I said, he's got a, a great background in this and, and really understands, um, he understands the data and he understands how to segment the data so that it's going to be a really good, clean, and usable um, market share analysis. So I, I'm really looking forward to both of these efforts and I've really enjoyed my time working with both Don and Dale.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. And I'll tell you just, uh, I stepped into this role about four months ago now and just really proud of the level of the staff that we have here at UCIA just, and and just a. Tremendous cooperation with all of our member companies. Hey, um, I know that you strongly encourage anyone from our manufacturer members that are interested to attend our uh, attend our council meetings. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
0: you know, um, so first, we have a, a revolving 12-member uh, supplier council right and And it's the, the, the goal is you spend two years on, plus you have a potential option for two more years, right? So um, what we look for are vocal members, right who who have a, a valued opinion to uh, to offer. And um, we tend to, to pull our current members. From those who are a part of the dialogue while not being a member, right? So I encourage all manufacturers to sit on sit in on our calls and offer an opinion and it's it is those members right It's it, it, it the very reason why Robert from cruze was was selected. He was really active in those calls before being a member. And, and that's what you want, right? So we're looking for people to participate and we're looking for people to get involved. And um, and it's from that pool that we will, we will select.
1: Fantastic, yeah, and I, I fully agree with you. It's, uh, every one of our members has really busy day jobs and we're very fortunate to have people that are motivated to be able to invest the time in ECIA, and hopefully they're getting a tremendous value back and the ability to network and understand best practices and just bounce ideas off of one another. So uh, it's great that you're so inclusive for anyone who's interested to be able to join. And I strongly encourage any of our manufacturer members that are interested to be able to uh, talk to Rob, talk to me, I'd be uh, very happy to add you to the invitation list for our Manufacturer Council meetings. Um, Hey, just as as a reminder to the members, you're not only a Manufacturer Council Chair, you're also on the ECIA Board, and you've recently accepted a new offer as a Director on the EDS Board, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, As many know, uh, EDS is a huge industry event held every year in Las Vegas and supported by ECIA, by ERA, and now uh, Jeta as well. And uh, unfortunately, just due to COVID, uh, we had to cancel the mid-May event, and the EDS board has been uh, really great in being involved in helping work through the contingency plans and so forth. I guess you being a new member of the board, uh, do you have any thoughts about the importance of the EDS show and maybe share with the audience why you agreed to take on another big responsibility?
0: So I, I, you know, it's kind of like my thoughts on the the prior question, right? People getting involved on on the supplier council, right? And that is, um, I think, my mindset has always been one of, um, I uh, would prefer to have a hand in shaping the dialogue. So I'd rather be on the inside, shaping the dialogue, as opposed to being on the outside, um, discussing, and, and or maybe even you know some people complaining after the fact. I'd rather be the guy on the inside and talking about it and trying to get some stuff done. So I've always been built that way. And it's the reason I ask people, you know, I I say to people all the time, uh, as I sit there and and sell uh, ECIA externally, come on, just join, join a couple of calls, you know, offer some input, you know, see what you get out of it, if you like, right? So to me, it's really important. And, And the EDS show, like you said, to this industry is important and um it's a big event, and it uh, it's it's a great networking event and and if used appropriately, right it can be a very um, efficient uh week in terms of you know your 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 business reviews, whether it's with your distributors and your suppliers, or it's a dialogue that you're having with your your rep, if you use a rep network, and understanding, you know how they're progressing in their business, it could be a very efficient uh, week. So I, I think, as a supplier, Vichay takes advantage of that, and so I see the importance of that. So if it's, you know, if if it's going to change and and or there's dialogue around EDS and you know how should we move it forward, I'd rather be on the inside and really pushing that.
1: Fantastic. Thanks, Robin. again, it's really unfortunate due to COVID that we had to cancel the May show. Uh, we're hoping and expecting that the COVID situation is under control by next year. And we hope that uh, EDS is going to come back bigger and stronger next year. And just thank you for your uh, involvement in the EDS board to be able to help make that uh, reality. Um, I, I guess before we close, uh thanks again. And anything else you'd care to share with the audience?
0: Yeah, you know, I say this all the time, right? Being associated with ECIA, for me, has been really good. It really has. Um, clearly, the networking side, I think that goes without saying, right? Um, but the reality is that ECIA is only as good as those participating in the organization make it, right? So it's up to us to create an agenda and push it forward. You know, it's it's, for us to, it's up to us to, to drive out of the organization what we need for the industry. And um, I've seen a lot of meaningful dialogue in the time that I've been here. And I'd like to think that we're pushing forward some things that are important, but if you, are out there, and you feel that we've missed the boat, become part of the dialogue. Get involved, support the effort, and support our industry. Because in the end, it's only going to make it better. So the more voices we have, I think the the better it'll get. So I think that's about it, Dave.
1: Wow, fantastic, Rob. It's great to have you on our show again today. Uh, Great to have you part of UCIA. We'll continue to circle back with you a couple times a year for updates on the Manufacturer Council and your views on on the industry. Thanks a lot. So that's a wrap for today. I hope you'll all join us for our next Channel Channel interview with Alan Ahern, who is President of Crowley & Associates and Chair of our Independent Manufacturer Rep Council. Thanks so much for your time to join today's podcast, and we hope all of you and your families are staying safe. Take care.